Wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Batbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation news. Of course, if you like this show, you can listen to it wherever you find your podcast or watch the video version on the Trophy Room show. With that said, if you could drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, it really does help us out. And if you really, really like us, you could drop us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So with all that said and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is... Whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? Doing pretty fantastic. I'm a little tired. Yeah? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of you know, stupid adult things that I had to do. Adulting like, Adulting's awful. I just want to worry about, like, does my peanut butter and jelly sandwich have crust on it? Really? That's what the, That's what I want my top priority to be. My, my thing is when... You know, everybody's like, when you get older, when you get older. I wish someone, and they always kind of say it, but like, told you how hard getting back up is. As a kid, you get knocked down, you're immediately back up again. Like the oh, song. Yeah. But here, like, I had to, like, bend down and rehook, like, the, the camera HDMI in to my PC. And I had to, like, pray to, like, some deities I don't even know existed <laughs> to get back up again. And I'm like, yeah. oh my god, these knees, they just don't work yeah. anymore, man. The pops and cracks that come from my ankles, knees, and hips when mm-hmm. I get up, mm-hmm. it's real bad. Yeah. But listen, this show is not about the arthritis that is to come for both of us. <laughs> this is not this the arthritis sh- room. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no. This is a show about PlayStation. Of course, today we're going to be talking about a whole slew of stuff, like Jade Raymond making an independent game for PlayStation. We are going to be talking about how PlayStation 5 is now... Now the fastest PlayStation or, or fastest selling console of all time. Even we're going to talk about PlayStation's Play at Home initiative and all the games that they're going to be giving away from that, and all the awesome indies we're going to be seeing this week or coming weeks, months into uh, I don't know <laughs> until the springtime. Until the springtime. But before we get into all that, I want to welcome a very special guest from PlayStation Source, Kev. How are you doing, man? Greetings. How are we doing? What's going Hello. on? I've wanted oh, to, pleasure to be here. I we we went over names, right? Like what you want to be called. I forgot if to ask if like last names are good or surnames, whatever the case may be. And so I'm like places to sort Kev, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> no, like I I I've never heard yet. Like it just you know I have my personal Twitter, Kevin. Yeah. My last name's definitely on there. So like, oh yeah, Ke- like, okay. Any big secret, Kevin yeah. Diaz? How are you, man? Indeed. What brings you along? Indeed. Doing good, doing good. I'm excited to hear. Um, I've uh, definitely observed what what y'all been doing. Thank you. Definitely appreciate it. Oh man, right? I, so I, f- I feel like I you're the like the professor in the back of the room as I'm presenting a project. You're I am just... far far from that, <laughs> far from that, far from that. But I always like to meet you know new people that are you know in a in a similar thing that I do. Right, so yeah. definitely like to meet and uh, you know mingle perhaps and yeah. for sure excited to be on here and it's really yeah. hard to find playstation centric people and i know you guys know how rare it is to find people with these lights and i all all three of us have it yeah let's man go. I know. Like, let's go let's I know. go we're in good mine company. don't work yeah. but at least they're there <laughs> <laughs> so before we start the show kev and we all start talking playstation what is playstation source what do you guys do over there tell me all about it so it is commentary on PlayStation as a whole from a very contemporary, like current day, uh, thing. And we, um, you know, talk about 
current news. Uh, sometimes I have the crazy like theory video about you know X franchise or whatever, mm-hmm. um, whether it be like God of War or like Horizon and stuff like that. Making a lot of Returnal content recently. Mm-hmm. Rise and Clank Rift Apart is on the mind a lot, so definitely that as well. Uh, like recently, I talked about what. Um, uh, like a a a theory that I read up on and got tipped up and got tipped off on uh, by a commenter mm-hmm. about the name of the female Lombax in Ripped Apart. Ooh. I think we cracked the code. I think there were some clues that Insomnia gave okay. very 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 uh-huh. minuscule clues that I think <laughs> I think I cracked it. I nice. think I cracked now- it. So like stuff like that. Yeah. Head out over there if you want to find yeah. out the female Lombax's name. I'm mm-hmm. thinking her name is, what is it? I think it, everybody came to the consensus. It's Rivet. But who knows? Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Have you guys seen, I know, Kev, your internet was acting up today. Kyle, yeah. you've been busy being a grown-up. I got to sit down and be lazy all day. I saw the Returnal single-player or story trailer that dropped today. Did any of you guys see that? Oh, yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. Kev, mm. what, what, what did you think about the Returnal story trailer thing that we got today? What I'm hoping what this means, right? Like dedicating a specific trailer to the to the lo- to like the narrative and the story of this game, right? I'm hoping we have a type of um, you know maybe whatever degree off you want to put it at, but like a very similar experience to like Hades, where mm. like Hades gave us a very good story in a roguelike, right? And I'm hoping that, you know, Returnal is set to do something very similar, right? And, like, they are just giving us very, like, service-level things that even in the blog, when you read it, they talk about, like, hey, we don't want to, you know, detail what's going up, what's going on with, like, the house in the game and, like, what that's all about. And, you know, even, um, uh, oh, my gosh, Celine seeing her own corpse, as you play through, like different stuff like that, where it's like, okay, like there seems to be a lot of really cool lore mm-hmm. in this game that I hope, hey, I mean, you have that with, I'm assuming that the gameplay is going to be on point with how smart they do gameplay great. And just what we've seen, it seems like they're going to be having a blend of their um, very classic arcade, fast paced type of yep. gameplay with this third person perspective. I think it's got a lot going for it. I just wish visually, Sony, know. and I mean, so weeks to come, we'll probably get us day to play. I just feel like <sighs> dropping this trailer out today with the slew of news that we got afterwards, I don't think did this trailer justice for how, like, yeah, like, interesting cool. this trailer yeah. was. Like, yeah, like, she she looks at this, like, scout left behind, you know, dead on the ground, turns it around, it's her helmet. And it's like, what the fuck is going? Like, she walks into this so room and you get these PT vibes. Like, I'm really the more they show, I'm usually like, show me less, show me less. The more they show, the more I'm intrigued of this game. Yeah, I, I really yeah. cannot wait. That said, and yeah, go for it, Kev. No, nah, and like I think the last thing you said, I mean, the last thing I'll say is just doubling back on you saying that, like, um, uh, that they're presenting this info in a very like in a very specific way where i do hope that we get a a uh state of play dedicated to this game next month or hopefully end of this month or whatever you know like similar vein of like um ghost of 
Shishima or part two, maybe like a 15 minute thing, 20 minute thing. Um, cause there's a lot of info out there about the game on the blog, but not everyone's on the blog. Yeah. Right. Like we are on the blog. Right. But like mm. not, not the average person. I got ADHD. Has a PS5. Man. Show me a, show me a trailer. <laughs> show me people talking over said trailer. I don't do I'm words like, good. I don't do words good. They don't yeah. come out great. You know? <laughs> so like, yeah, no, I, I, I feel you. And I just hope. They're, they they do have that. It does have this moment where it clicks because I'm really into them doing a shooter different. Like, and mm-hmm. yeah, having something that is a roguelike, you know, come in and have this, you know, double A, triple A backing that you don't see games in this genre have. So I'm super excited. I yeah. definitely recommend if y'all still on the fence, check out that trailer. Uh, before and, we get into the show, though. Yes. We got to ask Kev. Mm-hmm. Favorite PlayStation game? Go. Ah, put me on that. Joe is uh, Bloodborne. I'm put Last of on. Us. Okay, Last of Us, Bloodborne. Oof. Oh, I, I, I know it's jerk. a tough question. Yeah, in your heart oh, of hearts, man. The thing that hits your your brain, those synapses, those neurons firing off. Okay, okay, okay. I think. Well, obviously, I like a lot of. PlayStation games, right? Sure. I think yeah. mm-hmm. the one that is knee-jerk, the one that I thought of first, right? The one that tends to be first in my mind whenever I get asked that question is God of War 2018 for a multitude of, of different reasons. But Excellent. like, yeah. I think at, at its core, the way they were able to redefine Kratos, mm-hmm. right? And bring out the human in him as he is half human, you know, yeah. like, like, like bring out the human in him and um, tell a you know simple story like on paper, right? You are, I guess, spoilers for God of War. <laughs> I don't know I'll if be, you have God of War. I'll you're listening anything to this. <laughs> out that seems spoilery. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. So like it's a simple game, like in premise, like you are taking your um, wife's ashes with your son mm-hmm. up a mountain as she requested to be spread across the highest peak in the land, right? And just everything in between that and how they wrestle with Kratos' past from the past games and how they still do that justice in so many good ways from lore and gameplay perspective. Um, But at the end of the day, like, at its heart, it really is a story about a father and son. Yeah. Right? And, like, I think the fact that they were able to accomplish all of that in one game is just really really powerful you know so i think that one definitely is probably still the top one for me currently man, am i gonna play god of war when we're done here yes god like, i'm amazing, getting man. every single time i hear just someone talk about god of war when i see god of war i get that itch yep. is it it's time incredible. to go back and replay it i think hey, it man 60 frames on ps5 man i it's, can't wait you know what i'm saying 4k come on, <laughs> come yeah. on. no i you yeah know the vibes god of war is the second game that comes to, to mind for me that is like the, coming from a person that never liked God of War, never got Kratos, and then 2018 just completely wiped that that thought out of my head. And it's yeah, it's one of my favorite games ever. That said, it's time for the Patreon pitch. Of course, uh, if we ever got you through a long car ride, a, a tough day at work, whatever the case may be, it really does mean a lot to us if you throw a buck our way over at Patreon.com/slash. 
FPS Trophy. And I want to thank our newest Bronze Plus members, Noah and Brian Hale. Thank you all so much. I want to thank our Platinum members, Todd Burowitz and Too Soon. Our Gold members, Chaotic Monkey, Gavin Goffrey, Griffin West, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Ren, and our Silver Plus members, Heinen Doors, Marcus O'Neill. Oh, it's just Ray. JB the Purple Monkey, Jada Svon Metal, Tim Ulf, and of course, Justin Rodriguez. Thank you all for your support. It really does keep the lights on. It makes us look so great. The reason why we sound so good is because of your support over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, Kyle, it is time to finally square up the news. And we got a lot of news to talk about this week. Surprised. Chandler Wood over at PS Lifestyle writes, Jade Raymond founds independent studio Haven, working on an original IP for PlayStation. Jade Raymond announced the founding of Haven Studios, a new Montreal-based independent studio working on a new unannounced IP for PlayStation. Raymond is bringing together other developers she's worked with over the years, saying that she wants them to be able to, quote, practice our crafts without any barriers or impediments, end quote. This comes just following the collapse of Google Stadia's internal development studio, Stadia Games and Entertainment, of which Raymond was an executive for two years. Quote, Today I'm announcing Haven, an independent studio where many of the talented game developers I have worked with for years and love dearly are coming together, coming together to do what we are most passionate about. It's time for us to refocus on games in a place where we can practice our crafts without any barriers or impediments. We want to create worlds where players can escape, have fun, express themselves, and find community. We want to pour our passion into a project. We want to make something wondrous for people to experience because we believe in the power of games to bring joy to people's lives. And Sony does too. Their commitment to excellence is unmatched. It's why I couldn't be happier for their backing and support. Together, we want to create games that are a haven for players, and we want to build a studio that is a haven for developers. So while we don't have many details to announce today, I want the PlayStation community to know that Haven Studios is already hard at work on an unannounced IP. We can't wait to show you more. End quote. Raymond is perhaps best known for her tenure at Ubisoft, where she was executive producer on Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs. She then left Ubisoft and founded EA Motive. And then she went on to Google Stadia. And um, with that, Jedi Master Ren writes in, I love seeing devs take the power back from the corporate gaming space and cultivate it to push it, push their art, their vision further than it could have ever gone while being held back by deadlines and higher ups, pushing an unfinished product. Hearing a little a little bit about Jade Raymond's story now makes sense as to why she opted to do the same thing. Do you think going solo as a game developer is beneficial for the vision you have, or is uh or is getting in bed with a huge gaming conglomerate due to the money they can provide for a project an easier route to success? So if you all don't know, Jade Raymond, yeah, has made some of the most beloved AAA games out there. Assassin's Creed being one of them, Splinter Cell, Blacklist, um, EA Motive with Battlefront, a whole bunch of games, right? Watch Dogs. Um, she, she, she knows what makes a good AAA game tick. And she went off to Google Stadia to head up their gaming division, head up their first party initiative. And, you know, weeks ago we broke the news that Google Stadia looks like was out of the race in terms of trying to make their own games that they ended up laying off a couple hundred people, 
Um, Jade Raymond being one of them in her studio. And just within a few weeks, Jade Raymond looks like has taken that studio, renamed it Haven, and now has gone to PlayStation in terms of making an IP for PlayStation. Haven isn't a first-party studio. It is just a studio working on a PlayStation IP. That said, Jedi Master Run's comment and question here is really unique here because... Yeah, it's awesome to see a artist take this vision that they have, you know, have a name attached to it big enough to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go make my own thing and hell with the hierarchy, right? At the same exact time, though, guys, what is your initial reaction with going almost a Kojima route? And I'm going to go with Kyle first on this one. I think think he kind of hinted at there what I was thinking about this. This is a little bit like Kojima. Yeah. Come in after the Konami breakup and, and partnering up with PlayStation because PlayStation gave him his space to do what he wanted to do and, and really not meddle and let him take his time. And I, I feel like Jade, as maybe not as well known as Hideo Kojima, is equally as important to video game industry and she deserves all the respect in the world for what she has done as a, a producer of these incredible triple a franchises um so i i think she saw what happened with kojima and and playstation probably went to her in the same manner like listen hey come do an exclusive game for us and we'll give you all the time and space and just do what your vision is Mm. and i think that's really dope and i i hope playstation continues doing that if, if there are these wonderful creators that are not being able to fulfill what they want to do creatively. I hope yeah. this is like a, a trend that continues. So, Kev, going on to, to you here with this, PlayStation back in this game, right? Um, yeah. The Kojima effect is is something I'd like to <laughs> coin here on this podcast. You know, we think about Death Stranding, and it was a really weird game. Like, no matter where you slice it, whether you loved it or hated it, it was a really, really odd game that could never be made in in an, in any other publisher or any other studio right with this right. type of backing to it do you think jade is going to get super weird here and super abstract do you think she is though going to confine that like is she gonna get as weird as kojima or is she gonna make something that probably is more palpable to the mainstream gamer out there like, given what she's worked on, she doesn't, like, seem, at least at face value, as someone that is going to pull out something, like, as wild as Death Stranding was. By the way, I love Death Stranding. Yeah, uh, it was my it, it was my first Kojima game. Same here. I gotta here. admit that. Same and here. I'm, uh, I'm now working my way uh, where we did MGS 1 and 2 on stream on the mm-hmm. channel. So, um, uh, yeah. So, just of that, right? Like, it doesn't – I mean, but who knows, right? Like, maybe she's always had – you know, some crazy obscure idea, right? right? Or that's or that was deemed crazy obscure and just never got greenlit at Ubisoft. And maybe for all we know, it was being developed at Stadia and that never came to fruition. Who knows if like she's even allowed to use any um you know work or yeah. like IP building that was done at Stadia. I don't know what the full implication of that is. Um but I do think like this is very smart on like PlayStation's side of like hey getting this talent and you know not necessarily doubling down on like a um you know a like 
acquisition, if you will, right. or anything like that. But having a deal that is like uh, Hideo Kojima, right, right. with Dance Training, but also kind of similar to um, the deal with, uh, oh, my God, the Tropicum Human. Oh, yeah. yeah Chronic Dream. Chronic Dream, yeah. How, like, they had a three-game deal with, with uh, them, right? Yes. And, like, you know, it's not like um, they had to upfront the cost to buy the studio. It was just, hey, we're going to pay for development, yeah. publishing, mm-hmm. and you make great stuff for our platform, right? right. Like, I, like, I think that's a very smart in-between way and kind of, like, I guess maybe a way they could also vet these studios in terms of, like, hey, like, if it turns out that this project that comes out – of this, you know, is great and a lot of people attached to it and it becomes a really big hit, maybe down the road there is an acquisition in set, right? Yeah. Instead of doing it up front. So I think that um and of course as well, it allows Raymond to kind of, you know, focus on the project and put out a game, you yeah. know, that like she wants to, in spite of uh, you know, the opposite, which would be doing an indie studio and having to handle all that goes into that, which yeah. uh, which definitely takes away from the and I think you hit, process of making the game. And yeah. I think you hit on a really good, uh, several really good points of like, first and foremost, if I'm Jade Raymond, <laughs> like my, 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 my initial like thoughts on this is like, if I'm Jade Raymond, the last thing I want to be is tied down to something, you know, in terms of like, I, you know, I saw how Stadia went. I saw how Motive went. Um, I was tied down to these projects that inevitably didn't see the light of day. I want to be in control of something again and, and see it to its fruition. And so if I'm, if I'm Jade, I don't want to be tied down to Sony, but at the same exact time, I have, you know, dozens of people that look to me for a paycheck and look to me as guidance. And so, you know, if I have this huge studio, if I have a vision uh, of a project, yeah, I'm definitely going to see that through. And if I'm Sony or anybody really after seeing her leave Stadia, I'm just approaching her with a big fat check going, whatever. Here you make this because you see what type of titles she's put out, what type of franchises she's made. And you can obviously see that not only was she capable or is capable of making these franchises, um, she's capable of controlling the overhead and, and, and knows what goes into controlling uh vast companies like a stadia in in terms of like how to control uh output so for me i'm i'm looking at this as like this is a great thing for both parties if you're jade raymond you got the freedom while at the same exact time making sure that you're making the thing you want and if you're sony you just got someone that is a kingmaker in terms of franchises so that is it's it's kind of like a win-win at this point in time and to me, I think, you know, Sony is probably the best capable or best suited for Jade because she can, you know, I, I have no doubt in my mind. Phil Spencer knocked on that door going, hey, what's up, Jade? What's going on? Um, you know, uh, same with uh, Doug Bowser, right? Knocking on the door going, hey, Jade, want to make a Mario? Like <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone was knocking at that door. Um, but Jade probably looked at and has relationships with, you know, people like Kojima has, of course, relationships with Sony because I believe she used to work for PlayStation back in the day. And so she's just like, looks, looks at her past relationships, seeing what Kojima is able to make, um, and just goes, yeah, let's get weird, you know, and, 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 and making a game that is undeniably hers. And I really do love that. Like her name is, or her studio name is Haven. 
and it's a haven for uh, for gamers, but it's more so a haven for developers and getting out of that corporate structure. So I really mm-hmm. do. Th- I like this independent studio uh, vibe that that they're going with here. And it, PlayStation yeah. gets another IP that is exclusive say, yeah. to PlayStation. Just another one in the long line, long list of. Mm-hmm amazing franchises and IP that is on PlayStation and only on PlayStation. And now do you know, because even with the blog post, it was just like new PlayStation IP. You just think it's soul exclusive. Do you think it's going to go? It's going other places afterwards. Like I, at this point in time, I think even if it still comes to PC, it's still a PlayStation console exclusive in my mind. So I, I don't think it's going to go everywhere. Hmm. Um, I, I think it. I think it will just stick to PlayStation and p- probably PC down the line. Mm-hmm. Then again, I don't know how big this game is going to be. It could be a smaller thing, but it, it's it's now, another Kyle, feather in the cap. I got. A, I got a question for you. Uh-huh. It, was this, um, dare I say, a reaction to you know a Microsoft situation where like was it a week ago? It seems like three years at this point of with how much news has come out with them. But like the Bethesda deal is now done. Mm-hmm. Is this is this a reaction to that? Do you think, or is this like no? We we saw an opportunity to take impressive talent and we took it. We we don't care what Xbox is doing. I think it's I think it's a. Uh, I always get this confused. The latter is that yeah. the second one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big brain energy over here. <laughs> no, I, uh, <laughs> um, I I think it's more just seeing an opportunity to bring someone super talented and mm-hmm. and work with them. Um, I think reactionary in the small time frame since that sale went public uh, or official with Bethesda joining Xbox and Phil saying, like, you know, all these Bethesda things are going to be exclusive to Xbox and Game Pass, places where you can play Game Pass. Um, I think it's probably this talks have been in the works for probably longer than that. So I don't think reactionary, but just they saw an opportunity and they took it. All right. What to say you, Kev? Do you think this is a reaction to seeing Microsoft make some big money moves and this is their way of making uh, what they consider a big money move? Um, Like, given the fact that, like, they have set her up with a studio and they know that it's going to be a new IP, right? Like, it's not um, – like, so they, they seem to have a team built together, have an established network and know what they're working on, at least from, like, whether it be a IP or, like, a license thing. So it seems like it's been churning in the background for a while. Um, granted, she left Stadia, what, like two months ago? February, so, I believe. February. Oh, wow. Okay. So pretty, again, like it, it all happened pretty, pretty quick, right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, I think the only thing that would probably be the reactionary element is how this was announced, right? Like, cause I assume you would, pr- I mean, Kojima needs no introduction, right? So that was right. a whole different thing, but like, I'd assume maybe they would have wanted, um, you know, not trying to discredit Raymond's, uh, you know, she doesn't have a name like a influence. Kojima. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, no one really does besides, you know, yeah, because she a doesn't plaster her name. Group. It's never a Jade Raymond <laughs> game. It's at Ubisoft. Right. Or, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I assume like maybe they would have wanted at least maybe some maybe some key art, maybe right. a name, a working title, but maybe. That is showing that this was just announced kind of expeditiously, 
yeah. to kind of combat the whole Xbox news and all that. Hey, so sir, that's no five dollar words here, okay? Only one dollar words. Here. Don't make me look down. <laughs> Expeditious? Yeah, I think that's a smart word. I don't know. I've never heard it before in my life. You could have just made it up, and I'm like, I believe you. I I think I used that correctly. I, don't I worry, so. Adam Landon. You did now. So So I think you're onto something here, Kev. I really do. I I think the way it was really weird how it, it, it came out because it was just like PlayStation blog post. Here it is, where like Kojima got like Andrew Haas to sit next to him, speak Japanese <laughs> to him. Kojima pretend like he wasn't insulted and then like you know announced he, I think they even said like the name Death Stranding or, or something along oh, no. the line. when he when he it was the most epic E3 reveal of all time well no even before the E3 oh, okay before the E3 back in December <laughs> yeah, that was before yeah, 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 yeah something like that yeah and so like yeah I I, I think if this was a non-COVID year you know what I mean if, if the cards were, were you know if if we got a vaccine back in November, I think, yeah, no, no problem. Jade Raymond had a video, but I think the way it came out in a blog post does seem like it's somewhat reactionary, whether that is the case or not, because we saw Xbox this, this today. It seems like every day the past week have something new, have something exciting and PlayStation kind of just still sitting silent. And I felt like it was a reaction of like, we need something. And here's this huge thing here, you know? Yeah, Kyle, you're yeah. scratching ha- your, your chin here. Do you, do you agree with me? I always scratch my thin when I, I mean, when it seemed like you were in great thought. Do you no, think this just, is reactionary? I'll just get get a post to get a post out there. I mean, yeah, I could see it them them trying to turn it out, churn it out as yeah. quick as possible. Um, this could have been like during an E3 kind of state of play where maybe the the game has been like far along and there's like a concept trailer or mm-hmm. something about what to expect from this game. So maybe they did want to just push something out there because of all this Bethesda news. I can see it, but I really think because they're probably still so early and there's nothing to show, I think if there was a video and there was no artwork or concept art or anything to get a hint at the game, I think Mm. people would be like, well, tell me when it's ready type of thing. So I think just having a... Hey, I'm here. New studio, PlayStation, new IP. I think it, I think it's pretty great the way that they did it. Yeah, I and I think they learned a lot of mistakes with Death Stranding as well. As to like, maybe we don't show this thing until someone has a vague idea what it is. <laughs> with that, Kyle, listen, Jade Raymond semi joining the PlayStation family as like a PlayStation cousin studio. Fantastic, that's awesome. And yeah, I think down the line, like. If it is a super success, whatever this game is, yeah, we're definitely going to see maybe Haven being a permanent fixture of the PlayStation Studios. Because, Kev, I, I think that's exactly how Sony likes it. They, they like partnerships more than anything. Collaborations rather than buyouts. Yeah. But that said, let's talk about the PlayStation 5 selling out. Because all we hear is that this is the last generation. Right? It's the last generation, no more consoles after this. But, Kyle, the PlayStation 5 selling. It's selling really well. 
It sure is. This story is coming from Wesley LeBlanc over at IGN. PS5 is the fastest selling console in U.S. history for dollar sales. The PlayStation 5 is the fastest selling console in U.S. history by dollar sales, but the second best selling hardware platform in February 2021, with Nintendo Switch continuing to lead the market. The NPD Group released its monthly report covering best-selling consoles, video games, and more for February 2021 in the U.S., and the Nintendo Switch leads the charge as the best-selling console for the month, with the PS5 behind it in second. However, the PS5 did overtake a record previously held by the Switch when it became the fastest-selling console in U.S. history after the NPD Group tracked, quote, total dollar sales after four months in the market, end quote. And as a side note from friend of the show, Benji Sales, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales has been in the top four overall best-selling games of the month in the United States every month since launch. November was number three, December number four, January number three, and February number four. And last week in the UK, it retained its top spot as number one. Sp- and, and to finish what nice. Benji, Benji said, Spidey's got some legs, man. It's awesome to see. Kyle, listen. You, you had this smirk. You're like top five or, or top dollar sales. After it's just four a months. weird sentence. Total dollar sales <laughs> after four months in the market. I feel like they just made that up for this. this <laughs> <laughs> well, like in oh, terms man. of dollar dollar spent, right? It yeah. seems like PlayStation Five selling really well. You sure. can't get it anyway. Mm-hmm. But with that said, Kyle, question for you: You think this thing's gonna outsell the PS4? It's a mighty claim. That's a that's, hard question to answer. Right that's there. a mighty claim. We're four months in, right? Just put <laughs> put your finger to the wind. See where the breeze is is going. Oh man, we got Spidey. It's 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 in the top five every month. Demon Souls. Well, okay. Who well, knows, the, but the it, Spidey this the Spidey being in the top five is because. You buy a PS5, you want Spidey to go with it. Yeah. So I think they go hand in hand. In, oh, absolutely. In, in kind of those things. I think they said even like 90% of PS5 sales, Spidey's attached to it. Nice. Yeah. And yeah, it goes yeah. to show, like, this thing, Kyle, this game, though it's on PlayStation 4, people want to play it and experience it on 5. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, That's it, Will Kyle. it ever catch up to the PS4? PS4 oh, is like 115 God. million at this point. Okay. Well, PlayStation. I'm, I'm trying to see what they did within the first four months. Okay. So PS4 was surpassed six million in less than four months. Mm-hmm. What is PS5 at? I think did, it was did there six million month? by December. <sighs> yeah, and that Kev's got a shot. shot. Kev, jump it's in. Got here, a shot. Kyle, Kyle's, Kyle's, Kyle's like don't, trying to be on. Don't offense. you fucking put no. this evil on me, Joe. <laughs> 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 no, like, I, so when you break it down, right? So yeah. it's official. PS5 is the fastest selling console in, in US history by dollar sales. That's right. I agree. That's a weird metric to use, right? right? Sure. But um, I think whether it's like dollar sales, right? I think that's still translating to, you know, the PS5 is selling at a faster rate right now than PS4 was in the same time period, right? Mm-hmm. So you take that into account. The PlayStation 5 is coming off the heels of one of the best first-party launch lineups during the second half of last gen that we've ever seen for PlayStation itself, Yeah. right? The PS4, I think, did so, so uh, 
did so good out the gate was, um, you know, of course, with that legendary E3, but then also what's very integral is that price point. They came in at $100 cheaper than the competition. Right. Um, but I think what we're seeing here, right, is I think we're still seeing, like, this rise of, like, people are excited about PlayStation. Like, mm-hmm. people are excited to see God of War Ragnarok, Horizon, uh, Forbidden Ratchet. West, you know, Ratchet You and always want to say Horizon rip, Zero Dawn 2, apart. right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I always want to say Horizon Frozen Wilds, oh. which is the DLC. Okay. That's Because FW. Yeah. They used yeah, yeah, FW. Yeah. And it's like, wait. wait. <laughs> so I always want to say that one. But, like, people want to see these sequels to these iconic PlayStation 4 games, right? And I think that, like, this is just clear-cut that, um, you know, like, people are just naturally just excited to get this box in spite of the majority of the first-party games within at least what we know of the first year, maybe year and a half, coming to PS4 as well. And um, I think also, like, what uh, um, was was, uh, mentioned was that, you know, I think even like the common person, right, that isn't following PlayStation on Twitter and like, you know, really like following this industry, how like we follow it, they are knowledgeable. They're like, hey, I want to play this new game on newer hardware. Right. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's an understanding there, even from like the common gamer mm-hmm. um, of that notion. Right. Okay. So I just think it's super interesting, like yeah. seeing this system and how it, has interacted with the market, you know, yeah. post PS4, in spite of how difficult it is to get one. <laughs> like, yeah, oh yeah. so that's the real question. <laughs> Out of how many millions that are sold, how many are in scalpers' hands right now? In, in that's also a somewhere. good point. Yeah, that's, that's, that's also a very good point. I yeah. think if you're Jim Ryan... Like- and and, and were, would it still be the most fastest-selling console if it wasn't for everyone scalping it during a, a pandemic? Look at Kyle point. being all skeptical. Of course it'd be. Of course it'd be, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. This Bethesda deal's really got you twisted, sir. <laughs> oh no! And then the green light starts gold. pouring out of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the Xbox Drive. I'm the new <laughs> Holy water! Holy water! No. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know if it's gonna sell as well as a PlayStation Four. I think Sony's goal is like if it sells over a hundred million uh, units, we are in Gravyville. Population us. This is great. Um, I don't even think it needs to rationally outsell the PlayStation 4 to be a success. Just like play or, or Xbox is a need to outsell the Xbox One um, with the series. So, like, to me, I really think the market is starting to shift in all these different, whether it's service-based, whether it's focusing on the home console base, that everybody has their lane that it seems like they're doing just tremendous in. Like... Yeah, PlayStation 5 is the top-selling console. Put an asterisk on it. Dollar sales. That still means that this thing is... They're being produced and they're being sold. Whether that's going to a scalper's hands and whether scalping is really as prevalent as we think or maybe it's just in our bubble we think it's the worst thing in the world. Um, who knows, right? But what I do think is this thing is selling to... It's selling insanely fast for where we're at right now in this generation. Like, to be at, like, 3, 4 million by December is a pretty, pretty great place to be at this point in time. It's really comes down to, like, where this thing goes years in advance. You know, that's really going to determine if this thing's got legs. That said, 
Kev, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yep. Loved it. Feels fucking good, right? I loved it. Because I loved saw you so on the much. Spider-Man uh, Miles Morales uh, spoiler cast with Dual Shockers rip. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was actually not a... Uh, well, you know, I mean, we did talk about spoilers, but yeah. like it was mainly about a talk about, mm-hmm. rep, about Hispanic and... Um, African American representation in video games, but yeah, yeah. we did talk about spoilers there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it feels great, right? Like as a Hispanic, I like Miles Morales. Like I say this every like I'm a broken goddamn record. It, he's my superhero. Like Into the Spider Verse was got me out of mm. the biggest depression of my life. Seeing him playing this game, I feel good <laughs> oh, <laughs> knowing yeah. that oh, like yeah. yeah we got we got a we got a mascot, you know. It's awesome. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, it always feels good to like know that the launch of the PlayStation Five will always be attached to a hero that is half black and half Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Like that means so much to me. You know, as uh, half Dominican, half Colombian uh, individual myself for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So definitely, definitely means a lot. But. Um, I do think, like, in the question of, like, is it going to outsell it? Yeah. I think what we – I don't know if it's provided in the sales figures. But, like, I think what would be a – I guess the best way to tell mm-hmm. how many consoles are getting in the hands of scalpers or coming to the average consumers or the hardcore consumers, right, um, is probably, like, the attach rate, right? Right. Right? Because, like – if you're scalping, those are systems that are not ge- are not generating game sales currently, right? Which so thus, mm-hmm. yeah, you're taking a yes. look at it as in like, well, it says ninety percent of Spider Man or Spider Man sales are attached to PS fives. Is that where you're right? At? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean that you know, I mean, well, because then that's got to kind of reverse engineer. There's some math equation that I think we can get an answer out of, but I'm not going to do that. But like, <laughs> listen, but like, I got uh, a communications yeah. degree. I, I'm in good <laughs> shape. But listen, so talking about games that spoke to us that we beat the crap out of. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Yes. Mm. Cause I had a joke brewing in my head that okay. I want to I oh, say no, before please, we move on. Please. What other kind of metrics do these NPD groups have? <laughs> right. Is it like the PS5 is also the to- most burglarized console in home history? Yeah. Four months on shelves, right? Like, that was a bad the joke. It was put better in my head. Yeah, most scalped console ever. It, like, it, what else? It, most bartered sales of a console? Like, why dollar sales? Everything's in oh, dollars. Man. It reminds me of, um, you know, like late E3s that we got where, you know, watching a Xbox conference and it's like, uh, world premiere Xbox console exclusive, <laughs> like yeah. coming out this year. <laughs> so many asterisks. Yeah. Just oh, man. way too much like suit and tie kind of terminology. Mm. Like, look at how professional you. I am. No, it's the most sold. Just say most sold. It's fine. <laughs> Take off the tie. Take yeah, off the tie. Lose the bag. It's lose right. the blazer. It's we're good. talking video games it's here. Like, man. just chill. And it's we're here right. to complete Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> yes, Dom uh, Pepiat over at BG247. Ghost of Tsushima is PS4's second most completed open world game. Ghost of Tsushima is a pretty popular game for PlayStation 4 players. It turns out over 50% of players have finished it. That's not a bad number, considering the game has sold at least 5 million copies since its release in July 2020. 
That's a pretty impressive number. The only other open world game PlayStation 4 the only other world open world game play, that PlayStation 4 that has a higher completion rate is Marvel Spider-Man is higher, which rocks in at 50.8% completion rate. Not bad for a pair of first party exclusives. Here's a quick rundown of other games the site has dug up. Marvel Spider-Man at 50.8%, Ghost of Tsushima 50.2%, Assassin's Creed Origins 38.2%, Far Cry 5 36.7%, Days Gone 34.7%, Horizon Zero Dawn 34.1%, Assassin's Creed Odyssey 30 The Witcher 3 29.8%, Death Stranding 28.6%, and Red Dead Redemption 2 at 28.2%. So just a quick one for y'all. Uh, just just to highlight more Ghost of Tsushima love. Um, which of these games, and again, just quick, throw them at me. What game is the one that ex- surprises you the least, and what is the one that shocked you? Like, oh my god, that that many people? Uh, uh, Kev, I'm going to go to you. Yeah. Which, one, which one shocked you? Least surprising, Spider-Man. Because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's such a great game, number one. But, like, number two, like, it, it doesn't play like a traditional open world necessarily right Mm -hmm. like it is an open world it definitely is but like when you're going through that story it like yeah you are traveling throughout the city and everything but like it doesn't quite play quite like the other open worlds right so it's the quote-unquote least open world game in this list even though it is an open world game absolutely and and web slinging through the streets feels fantastic oh it's Absolutely. Like, who yeah. would fast travel in that game? Stop, Absolutely. please. Absolutely. If you are, don't think I did don't. it once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but barely, for sure. The one that surprised me the most, uh, Days Gone is pretty interesting, honestly, because yeah. um, that game goes on and on and on and on, and you think it's going to end, and it doesn't. Nope, you have an extra 10 hours left. Yep. Like, that game kind of goes on in ways that I won't call necessarily bad, but... You know, like it, it, it kind of just goes on. Yeah. Um. So I think that would be probably my my most surprising. Like next to like Far Cry Five, I think too. Yeah. Eh, not so much Far Cry Five. That one's pretty. That one I can see people beating. But Kyle, what what say you? What which one drop jumps out the paper? I I mean honestly to go along with with uh, Kev, I, it's shocking to me that more people have completed Days Gone than Hor- Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, that makes no sense. Even by like a 0.6%. Like, I, I understand. While I love Days Gone, and yes, it's very, very long, um, Horizon Zero Dawn is a way better game, a more polished game. Uh, and it is the reason, Joe has said it many times, it's the reason why the trophy room exists, because he wants to talk about Horizon Zero Dawn. That game is special. Aloy is special. Only 34.1% of people have completed that, which is shocking to me. The other one that really jumps out is yeah. or Assassin's Creed Origins over Odyssey. Um, Origins, I didn't really vibe with. I'm one of those people that was like, again, you can yell at me on Twitter. I'll allow you to yell at me at this one. <laughs> Too much sand. Like I, I need, I need a varied, I need a varied landscape, and just everything kind of like blended together and became. <laughs> I, I I get it, Kevin. I get it. It's oh, a stupid, stupid thing to say. Yeah, I Skywalker over here, guys. I know, right? <laughs> oh, it's course. It's it, gets just, through, it gets in everything. Visually, visually it just kind of like became right. too bland you. after a while. That's oh, yeah. the only, the only reason. You. But it's so fantastic game. Honestly, I am a little surprised by Spider-Man just because that game has been bought by so many people. You know what I mean? So like... That's like, a fair point. Too, having yeah. such a mass audience and like 
half of that audience loved it so much it beat it. That says something. The one that I am there's th- there's three. One's a troll answer. One's kind of real. I'm surprised at how many people actually beat and completed Death Stranding because that is an obtuse game and everybody's like, oh, the gameplay, the gameplay. Well, almost a third of the people actually beat this thing. Far Cry 5 surprises me because that game is bad. (laughs) I don't like it at all, especially towards that ending. Like, the game is, like, good. It's like, oh, this is a fun, I'm going to turn my brain off action, shoot, shoot, pew, pew game. But then once you get to the end, it's like we gave up and we just watched... You know, an old 50s movie, and I can't spoil it because it'll literally spoil the end. So, like, yeah. it's just, it's so cliche and full of itself. I, th- I think you're allowed to spoil it spoil because it, they spoiled <laughs> it in the New Dawn trailer. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, that yeah. trailer starts off with them spoiling the ending of Far yeah. Cry 5. And then A also, year after release, I think it was. It was yeah, insane. Why would they do that? I don't know. <laughs> and then also Red Dead 2 because I fell asleep a lot of that game. That's a shot at Ains. (laughs) Our good friend of the show, Ainsley. Um, No, I I appreciate Red Dead 2, but like that game was long in the tooth for me. Uh, So that's where I'm. I loved Red Dead 2. That's fine. You could be wrong. That's fair. I understand. That's all I That said, listen, it's time for some free games. I want free games, Kyle. This comes from Jim Ryan on the PS blog and Nibel on Twitter. Play at Home 2021 update. 10 free games to download this spring. Hi again. Last month, we revealed our new Play at Home program for 2021, which aims to provide the PlayStation community with free games and entertainment offers to make the next few months a little more fun. The program kicked off earlier this month with access to a free digital copy of the 2016 hit Ratchet & Clank for PS4. And you can still claim a free digital copy of the game through March 31st. Now let's talk about the next Play at Home content drop, which hits March 25th. This time our focus is a a selection of free games from some of our top independent partners and the previously announced extended trial offer for Funimation in the countries where they are available. On March 25th, you are able to download and play Abzu, Enter the Gungeon, Res Infinite, Subnautica, The Witness, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Moss, Thumper, and Paper Beast. In addition, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition will be free starting on April 19th. You don't need PlayStation Plus. You nope. don't need PlayStation Now. Hell, you don't even need a PlayStation. You got a phone? I heard you guys got phones. You can mm. literally download this. As long as you got a PlayStation profile, you can download this. all these yeah. games on your PlayStation app. Just and add to your t- library and they're good. And they're Talk good. to them, King. Talk to <laughs> ten <Spit>. games, <laughs> ten games. Some of which fantastic. Horizon Zero Dawn. The reason why this podcast is a thing. But Kyle, some of these games are artsy fartsy, and if I can't shoot something, I'm bored. I don't want to look at games <laughs> on a chandelier or on a wall like a painting. These games aren't good. Ugh. Which which game would that? Oh, I see what you mean. Artwork. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Yeah, uh, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, well, Twitter can shut it, because these yeah. games are awesome. What a, what a fantastic uh, group of games, including uh, four or five that you can play on PSVR, if you have a, yeah. a PSVR. Uh, Astrobot is exclusive to VR. Moss is as well. I think Paper Beast, Thumper, I think you can play not in non-VR, because it's on Switch as well. 
Okay. So I think that is one that you could play not in VR. Uh, Res mm-hmm. Infinite also, I believe, has a VR component to it. But, but I don't have a VR, so I can't even use these games, Kyle. <laughs> but you can add it to your library, so down the line when you pick I'm one never up, gonna you, get it. they'll be there. <laughs> well, then, you know what? Go away. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Get out of my face. Honestly, uh, I, this is great. I'm sorry, Kev, go for it. Go for it. No, no, no. I... I was reading into these games. So like this a batch of games is like the is like the patented Kevin, hey, remember to check this game out. Someone recommended mm-hmm. it to you. You know what's good and you never got around to it. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm like, okay, like I am really hyped for all these games. Like Abzu, heard great things, never played it. Res Infinite, never played it. Subnautica, Witness, all that. Don't have a PSVR either. So I think it is a very good way at um you know, they've they've been dropping PSVR games on PlayStation Plus here and there. Not not frequently, but like yeah. here and there. So I think they're trying to lay down the foundation of like, hey, let's give them VR games in the hopes that when PSVR 2 comes out, it's mm-hmm. a one cable. There's no box of, you know, crazy cables and all that. Um, people are more sold on the prospect of it by having games already in the tuck. I do want to ask about Thumper. Is Thumper a game that you can play regular yes. and PSVR or yes. just PSVR? I- believe so because it has a switch version yeah no it's it's um, vr and, and non-vr as well it's rhythm game as well so yeah it's up both perfect. Alleys, i assume perfect Thun- yep because <laughs> it sounds fire i love a fat beat yeah that's it so my my question for you is like what is the game that you hear it you're like oh i need to go get this game like and it's free so it's like awesome uh kyle i'm gonna go to you first what, what's a game that speaks to you because like yeah horizon we already got that that one awesome that it's there y'all need to fucking play that game um but like for us that's such an easy out yeah what, what's a game that's that's speaking to you here uh there's two actually one because of you okay. uh thump uh not thumper paper beasts because you really enjoyed paper Fe- really paper beast in vr yeah um so i i want to check that out because of your recommendation um the second one is abzu because it looks gorgeous, and our friend Fiona Zoranix on Twitter, part of a Point in Progress, she has been singing its praises for years now. And it's something that I, I definitely want to check out about this underwater kind of journey-like adventure. Um, Enter the Gungeon is another one that I always thought looked fun, and I played at PAX at like the giant arcade cabinets mm. that they have, but never actually bought and sunk time into it. But that is like my kind of game, so... Right, yeah, right. Kev. Let's say you. What, what's the games that are, are are peaking your interest here? Uh, I'm gonna shout out two, and then the third one as like a caveat thing. So mm-hmm. first one, Thumper. Uh, it looks cool. I am a sucker for vibrant colors and a fat beat. Yeah. Right. If you have those two things, I'm probably gonna like your game. So so Thumper seems like a me ass game. Right. Fair. Sub Subnautica as well. I've heard a lot of praise about that game. I've heard things about Abzu as well. I just want to bring up like a little bit something different. Um Subnautica I know little about. I kinda wanna keep it that way. Same. I might just save a few days next month um and just go through Subnautica because I've heard a lot of good things about that game for sure. Uh the last thing is look, so this got announced as of this recording is March seventeenth. Mm-hmm. Okay. April nineteenth. Horizon Zero Dawn is going to be free. Okay. Yeah. I'm hoping and praying to Shuhei Yoshida, to the PlayStation conglomerate, you know, RIP Andrew House. He's not dead, but RIP, you know, whoever, right? 
Horizon Zero Dawn PS5 patch gets detailed mm. and launches alongside this. I yes, please. would die. Please. At least, at at the bare minimum, at least 60 frames. Because the game's very good looking. So yeah, yeah. if you want to keep the visuals, okay. Fine. At the bare minimum, 60 frames. But I do think that it could do well with a little resolution boost. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, do, I don't yeah, need I'm I just, No, yeah, I, I I'm right even, there with yeah. you. Yeah, don't even yeah. touch Aloy's face. Okay, it, we nope. saw what you did to to, to Peter. Um, <laughs> I want to play for, for good. <laughs> for good, we're not. I I was even thinking about that. Oh man, I just didn't want him to take too long on like a remaster. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. update. Um, yeah. <laughs> enter the Gungeon for me. I you give me a shoot 'em up. I'm gonna play that game. Absy, I'm right there with you, Kev. I don't know much, but like I'm in. Um, Thumper is a game that I've always wanted. It's one of those, like, I've heard from everybody that it's a good game. Go for it. Um, and then, like, Moss is fantastic. Go fucking buy that game. Or, it's free. And then Astrobot Rescue Mission is seriously just one of the best platformers ever made. So, like, and that soundtrack slaps. It just slaps. So there you Again, go. Again, Moss and Astrobot are VR only. Yeah. So. Mm. And The Witness, I know I cheese and I just, like, look up puzzle tutorials on YouTube. The Witness is fun, but in a... Eh, it's not really that fun. But it is cool <laughs> to try to experience. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to be positive about it. Yeah. It's very frustrating, because okay. it's very much like That's they drop you in the God. world. <laughs> what? You said, I'm trying to be positive, and the next thing is like, it's frustrating. It is frustrating, though. It's beautiful, <laughs> but it's frustrating. Oh, good, good God. This is great. I, and yeah, all these games are fantastic. Twitter, get, get over yourself. Not every game is made for you. Uh, go to sleep. That said, Kyle, go Twitter had a thing. It's my new favorite thing. Go Just sleep, go, to go to sleep. Go to sleep, you're cranky. <laughs> Twitter, it's it's been, what a wild concept. What a wild app, right? What wild times. PlayStation announced on Twitter, we got all these seven indies we're going to be showing you off today, okay? Here on the PlayStation blog. Every, like, 30 minutes, we're going to show you a new indie game. That said, Famous Seamus writes in. So PlayStation decided to showcase more indie games to the PS4 slash 5. What are the games you're looking forward to the most from the latest batch of indie delights? And I want to turn this into the most famous segment of the show. We're going to say yay or nay. Kyle's going to read uh, one title. I'm going to give a little description for the audience of what this game looks and feels like. And then we're going to just simply say yay or nay. And just a sentence or two, why, why not? Are you ready, Kyle? I'm ready. Go for it. First one is Operation Tango. In Operation Tango, you and a partner act as either the agent, angel, or the hacker, Alistair, working together through complex complex puzzles to help save the world. This asymmetric co-op has you playing in the same world, but through completely different views, and no matter which role you play. Operation Tango ensures that you can get to experience all the beauty this near-future world has to offer. Kyle, an audience. Here's what this game pretty much is. And it's, Kev, because Kev is also Kev, here. you're here too. Hi. 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> you have... You, it's, it's a Tango and Cash situation. I've never watched Tango and Cash, but it sounds great. And because of the name of this operation, I'm just going to say Tango and Cash. Operation Tango uh, and Cash is pretty much a puzzle game where one person is the operative, one person is a hacker, and they're both solving puzzles to get through the next stage. And it's all in the stylized of like this... Not to say... It kind of looks like a Dreamcast game meets like a 70s, like futuristic, like 
thriller type S game. It's giving me that type of vibe. Is this a yay or nay? I'm going to go to Kyle on this one. Yay or nay, Kyle? Uh, man, I wish there was like a middle option. Uh, yeah, for I'm the most may. part, yay. Yeah, I'm may. Yeah, uh, most I'm part, may. yay. Yeah. I think it will be fun to like play with you on stream, like co-op. I with was it, thinking but that. I would let you. Play. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan of these co-op games where one person's doing something completely different than yeah. you, just because I'm the type of person that plays games and I want to see it all, mm-hmm. scour every inch of the map. And knowing that there's another half of the game that I'm not seeing, Mm -hmm. it's my OCD like triggers like, oh man, I'm not seeing everything. Mm -hmm. It sucks. Kev, what say you? I think I'll give it a yay in terms of like its aesthetic. I think it looks really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. I really commend like these co-op games like um, uh, It Takes Two, which I think that one's not out out yet. And A Way Out was... Recently, like a few years back, yeah. Um, uh, but I've I've honestly never tried one of them where you know you have a, another person that's doing something uh, different. Mm-hmm. I don't think this game details that you have to play it with a second player, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm interested to see like how they handle it from a from like if a I single player play perspective solo or not, yeah. or if I need yeah. Person, yeah yeah yeah. But um, ultimately, like I. I I think it looks cool. It definitely has my attention, so I'll I'll give it the old yay. Why not? Right. Yeah. I'll give it the yay just because I want to accidentally kill Kyle on stream. <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. I think it's a really fun... A lot of these games, I'll say the same thing over and over again, this seems like a, a really fun stream with your viewers type of game. You know? And and, yeah. and, like, and have it fun together. And I that's what I, I see from this one. So this one is like... A yay, but it's a it's not a strong yay. That said, Kyle, the mm-hmm. next game on this list. Chicory, a colorful tale. When all of the world's color vanishes in Chicory a colorful colorful tale, it will come down to you to restore it with a magical paintbrush. OMG. This game is adorable. From what I'm seeing right now, it's pretty much the world's black and white. It's this 2D, not to say sprite, but everything looks drawn. And you're filling in the world with color, and you're filling in the platforming as well. So, like, each path you take, it seems to be different depending on where you're coloring. Not not to say what you're coloring. So, I'm, I, I'm just going to spoil it. This is surprisingly a super big yay for me. Kev, where do you, where do you see yourself? With chicory! Jeez. <laughs> oh, like <laughs> I I oh man I, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sold on this okay. right like I'm gonna be just blunt admittedly I like I think yeah I know I'm sorry my bad but like I think that and like they put out a minute and forty trailer right so yeah. there's plenty of gameplay in there but I think I'd like to see like a little bit more of like the the like the in between of the game how exactly you're getting to which area you're at like from that whole standpoint um but i think this looks interesting like i think it falls in the like maquette region of like i've heard good things i have it it looks cool (laughs) but i'll never you know down the line i won't like write off completely but like you know it's not near the top of my list but if i could give it like a diet Yay, I would do it, but <laughs> okay. I think I'll I think I'll say nay for 
for uh, this one. But Kyle, what say you, sir? Oh, this is a super big yay. I've played the demo both uh, on Steam and at last year's PAX. Um, mm-hmm. The game is full of charm mm-hmm. and cuteness, and it's using your paintbrush to solve puzzles to get through these platforming and yeah. like. Oh, and I forgot drawing. to mention, it's anthropomorphic animals, but they're cute. It's not, like, yes. terrifying. And your cute little puppy thing. Yes. And, and, like, you you have to, like, draw platforms to solve puzzles. Or, like, they'll give you a blank ca- canvas and you have to draw the exact shape to mm. activate the, the, the bridge or whatnot. Um, it's also the same composer, uh, Lena Rain, who has done Celeste. Um, the music in Celeste, which slaps. So I did not know that. Yeah, I'm more interested. Shikari is usually is one hundred percent. Usually, oh man, I yeah, I'm I'm, I'm all in. I'm I like how all oh man, <laughs> unsettling <laughs> Kyle's faces when I go chicory. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me do the voice acting on this game, chicory. Uh, next game. This one seems pretty cool. Uh, I I think it's called Noir. Noir? Noir, Noir, Noir. Yeah. Uh, Play with your food's sous chef, an interactive soundtrack. No two dishes made a delicious interactive ex- exploration into the aesthetics of food and drink. Noir lets you play with your, fu- your food in ways your mother told you not to. This beautiful, chaotic, yet comforting game demanded a soundtrack that reflects each player's unique preparations and plating. What started as a soundtrack ended up as an instrument. This is really weird, and this is a this is a PlayStation-ass game, if I've ever seen it. When yeah. PlayStation goes weird, they go weird big. Um, so it's pretty much like you're making food or you're, you're playing around with food more than that. All the food looks delicious, but, like, you see, like, you're making a breakfast for, like, a family of four, and then, like, you're just dropping pancakes on the table, but, like, you're playing it with beats as well. So it's more like this soundtrack that you're vibing to, and you're making the music yourself kind of, of way. Like every every time you're making this food, you're making a new soundtrack. And it just has this like chill aesthetic. This is definitely, look, this is definitely while I'm describing this. You might want an edible. Weed is getting <laughs> legal in more places. Kids don't listen to me. Sorry, Tim Wolf's son. But nonetheless, <laughs> this is a this is a a spacey this is this is this is a get high game. <laughs> if I've ever yes. seen it in your life. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um Which you shouldn't do. Like... Hey <laughs> in your your you know, check with your state's local yeah. legal Absolutely. laws. Uh uh please be of age, of course. Uh-huh. You know, yes. All that great stuff. If you're a cool but, uh, state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um this reminds me of uh Sayonara Wild Hearts. Yeah. In terms of like uh, you know, having a, a soundtrack that is very analogous to like almost an album that you can put out by itself, but they have this interactive game element with it too. Uh, this looks dope. This mm. looks really cool. I love that it just looks so out there that I appreciate this okay. even being made, you know? So yeah, this is, this is, this is a yay for me for all sure. Right, all right. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle, are you going to 420 YOLO to this game? What are, what are you doing <laughs> I've never 420 YOLO in my entire life, and I'm not going to start for Nor. Uh, Whatever, Nark. <laughs> they're on to me. They're on to me. Um, 
the game looks cool and I appreciate what it's going for. I just don't think I will touch it. Fair. Fair. Yeah. If there's a PlayStation Plus game, I feel like this game screams oh, yeah. like, screams easy platinum. Sure. Oh yeah. Where the heart leads, Kyle. That's the next one. Where the heart leads. When husband and father Whit Anderson descends into a sinkhole to save the family dog, he unwittingly tumbles into a journey through time. Suddenly enveloped by visions of his past, present, and future, Whit discovers he can change them, altering the course of his and others' lives forever. This one is uh this is in a a narrative adventure game where you're got you're you're guiding this guy through all of his life choices leading up to this one moment. It seems like a really big in your feels game. Um yeah. and kind of like lo-fi graphics if you take a look like I hate to say it but just for the viewer or listener, kind of like a RuneScape-esque, like RuneScape HD type of art direction here but more modern. Um this is a very indie as indie gets game. And um I'm I'm in it. I'm in for it. I uh, give me give me a really good story that's going to you know, that's compelling. And this one has over like a dozen endings to it as well. So yeah, I'm really interested to see it. Um, Kyle, what's a yay or nay? Uh, yeah, this is a yay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am totally expecting to cry yeah. while playing this game. It I just better feels... save that fucking dog right off. Right, right well, off the yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, man, I can already, I can already tell there might be some really heavy choices in this game. Mm-hmm. That will really tug at your heartstrings and kind of pull you in directions that will hurt. And um, I like games that are like that, but I know it will take a lot out of me. This feels like a game that's going to take a lot out of you emotionally, which is not a bad thing. But are you ready for a roller coaster of emotions? Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. But like, (laughs) obviously, like I am like down to play this. Like, oh man. But it's it's like. What it, I mean, what I commend this game for is, you know, there are certain things, obviously, that we've all lived through, right? Yeah. That we would definitely not want to relive, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. having a game about, you know, ushering this older man through his life, whether it be the highs of highs or the struggles that we don't really want to think about, you know, like, to, to see that unfold, I think is going to be... Something that is definitely a memorable game. This reminds me of like how I played Journey, where mm. it was had a you know not not the best of days, nothing crazy, but you know just not not the best of days. Uh, decided to decided to download Journey, blew it up. Uh, I will never play Journey ever again. Right, like the the ride I had with that game and the way that game spoke to me. Um, I'm not sure how long this this game is gonna be, right? But like the the amount of time I spend with this game, I want to just get my one ending, and, and it seems like I'm gonna have that type of, of experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of like this is this is what it was because I will never touch Journey ever again. No yeah. way, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That said, here's a game I'll probably never touch: Puzzling Places, Kyle. <laughs> Puzzling Places is a relaxing, meditative, and flow-inducing game built on the age-old concept of jigsaw puzzles, except in VR. The puzzles are no longer flat. These puzzles are made with super-detailed 3D scans of interesting places from around the globe. 
So this is literally, it seems like they took, like, you know when you hit satellite view in Google Maps? It looks like they've taken, like, literal places, like, I don't know, the Eiffel Tower, and they break it up in pieces for you so you could put it together and put it as a, as a, as a puzzle piece. At the same time, taking oh. its surroundings as well from it so you get this 3d portrait it's cool the reason why i'll never play is because i don't have the patience for puzzles you all know me with puzzle games i don't fuck with them and this is just another i'm in i love puzzles. yeah oh this is like straight up like three-dimensional but yeah i think i'm not sure if i have enough like brain meats for this game you know like oh man and it's it's like those like 3d puzzle like dioramas of Like King's Landing from Game of Thrones that you can buy yeah. and put together, yeah. and, and like yeah. diorama kind of thing. So it's it's again something I would have expected already exists, but I guess it, it doesn't, and here we are, and it looks cool. Right. While I think it would be cool to like you know be able to um, you know make your own puzzle in this game and like share it right like you you do a popular landmark in your city or something like that. You know, not sure how. That would go actually making oh, that in this terrible. game. I assume that would be really, really complex. Terrible. To, you know what people are going to yeah. take pictures of. <laughs> oh, also that. Internet's yeah, an there's, awful there's place. There's also that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah. I don't know if I have enough brain beats to do that. I got that. you. I got you. Yeah. How about this? Heavenly Bodies, Kyle. What's this game all about? Tell us. Heavenly Bodies is a physics-based spatial puzzler. Heavenly Bodies is a game about cosmonauts, the body, and the absence of gravity. Each mission is a gripping spatial puzzle tasking you to perform great feats of science and engineering in one of the most taxing physical conditions known to humankind, weightlessness. This looks like an awesome little co-op game. Remember the little WASD games you used to play where like, you're the runner and you're trying to run and you're using WASD to control all the muscles in your legs? Think about this, but with astronauts in space with tighter controls that aren't are supposed to be in your way, but not as obtuse as, as those type of flash games. Um, uh, and you're fixing like this, like this, this space station in, in air. And yeah, like you have these obstacles that are in your way that like, you know, your buddy and you can kind of get into the way of each other, but it's all about like communication and puzzle solving, but in unique ways of using the, the physics of the game with you. As much as this does sound fun and I'm I'm in for it, I it's just not a me game. So yeah. Same with I will you guys. Give a, yeah, I mean like I'll give it kudos like in terms of like the animation work. Like the way like certain chords like ripple off into zero gravity, like it looks really cool. Yeah. And just lighting as well. Yeah. Um I was never fond of like those WASD like really hard to control games, but at least just gameplay wise, not sure how much skill this player has, who they captured, but I would like to imagine that like this might be a satisfying thing to control once you get the hang of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like w- w- once you learn how to control it. Um, I'll definitely be on the lookout for this one. I'll okay. I'll be on okay. the lookout. Yeah, Kyle, yeah. what's I the guess I could call that a yay, Sorry. but yeah, Kyle, yeah. go ahead. What you say? I I mean I think it looks cool. I I think it it's definitely one that I would love to try out because again I do like puzzles i like them in games um i am also somebody that gets frustrated by those like that running game or um in a more funny uh situation like the mount your friends game okay. where you have to control all the limbs and, and climb up the other people oh, yeah. uh, um 
I get very frustrated by that. Like, mm. my brain knows what to do, but it just doesn't. Kind of like if you ever had to, like, r- tap your head and rub your belly at the same time, then try to switch it up and you look like an idiot because you can't do I it. I just tried to do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, th- I get mad at myself that it's something so simple that you can't do. So I'm sure I will rage playing this game, but <laughs> it looks cool enough to try. It, it, especially if it's me in there, Kyle, because I will kill you. Uh, <laughs> and again, not because I want to. I don't want to see your device, Kyle. It's just strictly uh, inept. Last Every time you say it, I believe I believe that less that you don't want to kill me. <laughs> I think you are. You've been plotting it for years. <laughs> just a little, just a little. Who is it though? You know, Kyle. <laughs> it, but, talking about a Moira and Savannah. Let's talk about this next game. Disco Elysium: The Director's Cut. Being a detective isn't easy at the best of times. You have to inhale corpse stink and ask grieving families tough questions, for starters. But imagine waking up with a horrible hangover and no memory of where you are to then find out you're the lead investigator of a murder case. No warning, no morning coffee, just you and your underwear sore as hell, splayed awkwardly on the trash floor of a rented room. And I Sign me up. 110% (laughs) in. After listening to Recipes OK Peace... Uh, Alex Fanning, now Game Informer, talk about that game. I am so 100% in. I want to be a detective in my underwear solving stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, and I know from people who've played it and have spoken to them, it is uh, on the heavier side of things. So mm-hmm. it's not a game that you're probably going to want to play from start to finish in one big chunk. Right. You'll probably want to you know, insert some fun games in between your play sessions to not get really the weight on your shoulders. Because it does, from what people have said, it is pretty heavy. Okay. um, Okay. uh, Narratively and stuff. Yeah. uh, I'm I'm very excited. I'm 100% going to be playing this uh, day one. I can't wait. Kev, what say you? Yeah or nay? Yeah, this... This again was one of those games where um, you know I heard a lot about. I believe it got some game award nominations, right? I think yes. it won a couple. Oh, really? Okay, I yeah, think it yeah, won yeah, best definitely. narrative at the game awards. Nice. nice, yes, nice, yeah. So definitely, just off of that, like it's it's got to be of a high quality to some degree, right? So um, definitely something I will check out. Not sure if I'm like gonna, you know, I'm like gonna start itching for it and. You know, get it day one, um, but just visually, just look at the trailer and just hearing off what you guys said. Did not know that it was uh, there were some like super adult themes in this game, yeah. uh, which is something that you don't typically see in games. So like definitely, mm-hmm. uh, well, not like too adult, right? If you will, right? Like sure. the way you described it. So um, it, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm definitely yeah. intrigued. For sure, in uh, for sure. 2019, it won the Game Awards for best narrative. Best independent game, best role playing game, wow. and the fresh indie game. It won that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's it's almost one of those games where like you you gotta play it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'll I'll definitely make time for it for sure. Definitely. That said, usually we we've got this was a fantastic episode. By the way, before we we get to the end, we have one question that we can squeeze in here. From the Sony Pony Express. The other questions we're going to save for the Patreon show. So patrons, get on, get, get on there because this, this episode is going to be wild. That said, ask what not why writes in. 
via the Sony Prony Express. Like, you can too. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! You can write in via PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can send us your questions on Discord, and we'll read them on the show and ask what not why writes. Let's put on our If I Ran Square Enix hats on. Shout out to the king, Bobby Balls, and Sir Sean Capri for that little title. Uh, it asks, what would you do to get people interested in Marvel's Avengers and upcoming Outriders? What would you like to see happen uh, that might interest you in starting or returning to these games? I know Outriders isn't out yet, but imagine that demo was... Re- uh, sorry. Imagine that demo was the release game, LOL. I honestly think these games need more time baking before sent out. Just my opinion. Who am I? A big nobody. Oh, you're a big somebody. You stop it. You're not, yeah, you're not a big nobody. You knock on. it off. Come on, man. You're, you're we love you, Jose. Don't yeah. say that. Okay. So, listen. All right. Let's get our thinking hats on. All right. What does what does Square Enix need to show to get us pumped for Marvel's Avengers? And Outriders. And Outriders. First off, Outriders, I think they did it for Xbox folks. Yeah. Which we got a question uh, in there going like, what do you guys feel about like Outriders on like Game Pass or Game Pass in general? Like, does it feel like you're renting games? Does it feel like you're, you're like truly owning them? To me, I don't think it's about owning the game more so as I'm getting to try this game out. And if I like it, I stick with it. And if I don't, I drop it. And if I do, I have it for either several months or at least a year on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And then by the time it's out, I buy it for 20 bucks. You know? Yeah. So, like, for me, like, I think that got... I I think Outriders need a Game Pass more than Game Pass needed Outriders. And just getting that the word out, I think, think did a good job for Outriders. But for Marvel's Avengers? I don't know, man. There's a lot... There's a lot broken in this game right now. Yeah, it it went from being one of my most anticipated games, something that I was really, really super excited about, and it was a great premise in theory of, like, assembling your own Avengers team and having it be, like, a action, open-world kind of story structure type of thing. And it is almost like that. Yeah. But there are so many things that I hate in these kind of games where there's just way too, too many loot and too many currency that all do a specific thing and... The collectibles are just, like, they're just kind of thrown in, and you have to grind a whole lot, and the enemies are pretty much the same It's just throughout. the foundation isn't there for this game. Yeah, so what they would have to do is really come out and tell me, give me a reason for, like, these expansion and these new characters that we're getting for free. Is that story going to be cool enough to hop in and, and dive deep? Because the Hawkeye stuff, while I get the Hawkeye and Kate Bishop... They're amazing characters in their own right. There's the story stuff is not having me like frothing at the mouth to hop in. Like if and they're the, gonna come out during the Square Enix show yeah. this week and be like, here's Black Panther, here's the Spider Man that we finally got to see, like then I'll get a little bit more hyped about it and I'll check it out on PS five. But right now I look at it on my shelf and I'm just even just really like, bummed at the potential that it never hit. Yeah, and the fact that like they're making it harder to level up, it's like why put grind in a game that is doesn't even feel rewarding to begin with, and you're just making it harder? I don't. Yeah, I don't think bummer. there's a redemption story for Avengers. Sadly, what say you, Kev? Yeah, like 
with Avengers as it is now, I mean, I think like if if we were two years before this point, right, and someone were were to be able to predict and sell, hey, like this game's gonna crash and burn. Like, I don't know if I just I just don't think that they made the right game for this IP, although I do think that this game type could work with this IP, mm-hmm. right? Um, I just honestly wish that Marvel's Avengers was just an original story-driven game because I really liked the story of Avengers when I played it. Like, I think they did a really good job at the story. It's just the extra once you're done with that story and what they give you there is I just don't think I, I just don't think it's enticing. Um, I just find it just not that just just not that fun overall, right? Yeah. And like mm-hmm. I think a big portion that you guys say that that was missing is that like there's there's a missing like reason, right? Like I um, have a lot of friends that you know played this game. Um, actually, two friends that host a dedicated podcast for this game, oh, and man. one of the big complaints that they have is that like. There is still no like good high quality like end game high level content. Mm-hmm. Like there's no like raid to work towards, right? Mm-hmm. Like like there's no like And with you that know, type of pacing, it's yeah. like well, if we do get something tomorrow, let's just say, because it's square square Enix event, we're gonna stream it. Uh live twitch.tv slash PS Trevor, we should be there. Uh, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. But like even if they, they drop a raid there, it's out tomorrow, it's Okada, whatever the rumor was for the longest time. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, cool. When's the next one, though? And I, and I know, like, it's like, you know, it, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but, like, kind of rightfully so, because, it's like, it took you how many months to get one raid out there? Like, is this raid going to feel rewarding and worth the wait? I don't. I don't know, man. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's looking kind of dire. Um, I think, like, the only way I see Avengers coming back in some sort of like bigger force than what it is right now, honestly, is either, you know, they bring out some really intriguing Marvel heroes to bring up to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Like Hawkeye Hawkeye's cool, right? Give like, me one Kate more Bishop, bone arrow guy and cool. I'm gonna freak. <laughs> yeah, like but somehow that's too Hawkeye bo- <laughs> sorry, uh-huh. somehow Green Arrow jumps in there from a dirty universe. <laughs> yeah. You failed this city. I'm gonna fucking freak. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Aloy yeah. shows up. Like, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> where, where are the dinosaurs? Yeah, I feel you. This exactly. game just has yeah. a hill to yeah. a hill to climb. I don't know if it's got the equipment. That said, yeah. that's the questions that we could cover on this week's show. Again, we're gonna cover the rest on our post show. Uh, but before we get out there, we do have um, some things to say to y'all. But before we get uh, heavy into it, uh, Kev, anything you want to uh, pimp out before you go? This was a gosh dang pleasure having you. I had an f- absolute blast. I forgot all the timing of everything. That's how much I was enjoying our conversations. Where can people find you? YouTube.com is this place in source. Um, you know, if you want, just not your one-stop shop, because I definitely want everyone to keep supporting Trophy Room, of course. But just a, a, another perspective. You, you know, go. why not? Okay. You know, just add another to a wheelhouse. You know, definitely check out that. Um, also, uh, I've, I've got to mention this at the top. Yeah, I do, uh, you know, news videos and lore videos and all that. Um, I also do stream series, uh, which is an uh, – which is an – uh, like initiative to get me more knowledgeable about other IPs that uh, I've missed out on due to age or just moved out. Yeah. I mean, just 
missed out on to just not being aware of this franchise or whatever. Um, so we just finished Ratchet and Clank. That was an excellent, excellent yeah. thing. Fantastic. We're knee deep in the middle of Metal Gear Solid. Nice. I'm very confused, gentlemen. I just beat I beat Metal Gear Solid Two last week. <laughs> That's the only one only... I've played a whole lot of. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> like what? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and we're starting Resistance this week as well. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, so, so we got some we got some prime time <laughs> gaming here on the stream series. It's me streaming the entirety of the game. Over the course of the few weeks, whatever, and I look at the entire series. At the end of it, we do a ranking, and uh, I kind of sort out what's my what's my favorite, what's my least favorite, all that good stuff. Stream series, uh, love that. And um, also, I have my own podcast, Save Slot Podcast, as well, uh, where we uh, very very similar cadence to this show. Go over news bits, have a main topic, all that great stuff. Uh, and I also have the Road Two series. Uh, the last thing I'll say. So, so, so close to Road to Greatness, yeah. we would have had to see Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, no hard no, feelings, man. but litigation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the Road 2 series is a, a limited podcast run of anything that is about a a game that is close to release, right? Okay. Um, so, for example, we've done Road to Part 2, Road to Miles Morales. Etc. We'll we will be doing Road to Rift Apart very very soon here, Ooh. and just a podcast series about going over the history of the franchise that this game is um, in. Uh, you know, like speculating on what the game is going to be, yeah. and just all info about that game leading up Real to talk, release. Kev? Real talk, yeah. we do a similar What's show that? for patrons called The Road to Greatness, where we talk no about games. Yeah, yeah, we talk about a game oh, from man. the from the prior <laughs> like like PlayStation catalog, and we have like a roundtable yeah. discussion. This sounds yeah. very good. It sounds way more producing. Like ours. the one for one for this month is Resident Evil Four. That's right. Nice. Okay, so, I see. I see. I, yeah. I, I, I love I lo- I like I like where this the show is going, but yeah, my lawyers would be talking to yours. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, great great minds think alike. Yeah, you know for sure, exactly. Like, it's all good. Um, um but that yeah, said, yeah, so- listen, Kev copied us and everything. <laughs> Please follow him. Please follow his channel. All the links to Kev's work down below. Fantastic, Kevin Young. Kev really does. Thank you. Really I I really do. Happy. I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, come on here. You know, I've yeah, DM'd, anytime. I think, uh, uh, both of you, like, separate yeah. uh, times or whatever. And um, it's been really great to meet you guys, Absolutely. you know, and uh, likewise. collaborate yeah, with likewise. some with some fellow Sony ponies. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Kyle, anything you'd like to, to uh, shout out on your way out? Yeah. Uh, my Twitter, Mr. Steps, which is my PSN ID, so send me a friend request on there as well. Uh, if you are into or looking – to find out what cool indie games are out there on the horizon, hit up 61indie.com or 61indie on Twitter and on Twitch and on YouTube, where we tell you about the uh, best indie game and every indie game that's coming out soon. Yeah. And uh, just love you and stay safe. All right, gang. This is where the maestro of plugs comes in. Of course, you can find the trophy That's Joe Santos. Wow, Kyle, you really screwed up there. <laughs> no, watch no, no. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm like, watch hey, this. Look this at is the me. professional at it. I do this all the time. <laughs> oh, 
All right. I want to kill Kyle. Let's kill him again, <laughs> emotionally and mentally. Let's break him down. That's right. <laughs> week by week, we're just chiseling away. You can find this show wherever you find your podcast services, whether that's Google Play, po- uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play. Did I say that? No. See, look, I messed it up, Kyle. You got it in my head. You freaked me out. You can Good. find us on Spotify. Anywhere you find your podcast, you can find the show here. Please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It really does help this show grow we're at 120 here in just the united states alone it's fantastic thank you all so much and you can find the video version over here on youtube that said you can find the show over at ps trophy room on twitter and at mr Badbit as well before we go um we were talking a bit before the show um if we if we should mention this um should we wait should we hold off what, what the case is and um I, I want to just, you know, speak for everyone here. Um, our hearts break from the news out of Atlanta. Um, racism of any kind don't belong here. And it's so refreshing to see that we don't see that shit here. Um, you know, racism against Asian folks has been prevalent in our, sadly, our nation's history, but at the same exact time has risen drastically within the last year because of COVID and for people calling it the China virus. That shit doesn't belong here. It will never belong here. We're a community made by the players for all players of all kinds of all backgrounds. So let's start a dialogue. Let's start educating each other. Let's end this hate. There's a link to a donate um, to the AAIP. I believe I pronounced it right. Um, this is a hashtag stop Asian hate movement. It helps get the awareness out there. It helps build the tools that people need. Um, and really hit home to me as we were talking about Avengers. Yeah, I I, I saw Todd Oxtra's post on Twitter. Um, Todd Oxtra is a, an amazing member of this community and has been with us since day one supporting the show. And, you know, he throws up the Asian lives matter, Asians are humans, stop Asian hate. And it's his family. His wife's Asian. His son is half Asian as well. And that's what is beautiful about, you know, the internet in in America and the globe is that at the end of the day, we're all a melting pot. We're all people. We're all trying to make it by. We're all trying to support, supposed to help each other, build each other up and um, be better for each other. So um, yeah, everybody, I love you. Stay safe out there. Get vaccinated, wear a mask, wash your hands. And with all that said, and with all that out of the way, everybody keep your wits about you and keep playing PlayStation. See you guys.